Welcome to the Dag Heward Mills podcast. Dag Heward Mills podcast is a broadcast outreach of Dag Heward Mills Ministries, which has the duty to bring you the very best from the vast teaching archive of healing evangelist, best-selling author, and megachurch pastor, Dag Heward Mills. This Monday's message is a continuation of the Seed Time and Harvest Time series, and today's teaching will focus on the all-important seed of prayer. Today, Bishop Dag will help you understand that your level of holiness and spirituality depends on your ability to sow seeds of prayer. You will discover seven qualities associated with seeds of praying and how great power is gained through waiting on God. I believe that you will be encouraged after listening to today's word and that you will overcome any prayerlessness in your Christian walk. Enjoy the word. God and God's word is going to bring powerful effects in our life. The Bible says in Job chapter 6 verse 25, how forcible are right words. You know, the word of God carries power in it to bring it to pass. And today we are going to hear an amazing testimony of how the prophetic words that were preached in this house transformed somebody's life and gave her a miracle. Let's put our hands together for our sister Melissa. Oh, put your hands together for her. Your excitement is very weak. It's very weak. It's very weak. The person clapping the loudest is receiving a testimony next week. If you believe it, shout, yeah. Melissa, tell us your name and where you are coming from and what the Lord has done for you. Hi, my name is Melissa. Oh, Mel. And I'm from Belgium. And my testimony today is how God provided me a new job. Wow. Yes. So um, I was living in Ghana for a year, which was last year, from October to October, but I didn't have a job. So I spent a year looking for a job, and then eventually I had to go to, um, back home, back to Belgium, to look for a job. So I arrived in Belgium on the 1st of October, and I applied for a job on Sunday, that Sunday. And then I got an invitation for an interview. So then that, this was following Sunday, prophet prayed for us and he said that prophet was praying he was praying at the prophetic encounter service is this this a prophetic encounter service will prayers be said here expect a miracle if you believe it shout amen amen what happened so you were watching from Belgium so I was watching from home I was flowing you were flowing yes I wasn't in this service you were not here no what happened so um, prophet said that if you look if you're looking for a new job or if you have an interview you should write down the t- title that you have applied for or the job that you want and then you should give an offering so I was like okay cool let me write down the title of the job and it was also with a multinational like a company that's in everywhere, everywhere in the world a multinational yeah a multinational what was that please what you say what was what, 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 what that a multinational company is a company that's in every part of the world so you in have every it in Belgium you have it in America you have it here in Ghana it's everywhere so you wrote that you are looking for a job Yes. With the multinational. Yes, I did. Beautiful. So I wrote it down, and then I was like, okay, let me give an offering. Um, and I sent the offering through Momo. 
and then prophet prayed and that was it so i was like okay cool we'll see what happens i'm not sure you know it's okay so um that same week i had the interview for the job and then i actually received the job to my surprise wow yeah but the thing is about the job i wasn't um, qualified for it what i studied had nothing to do with it and then what you studied had nothing to do had with nothing the job. to do with it so i was literally starting from zero and on top of that the company has different levels so you start with associate one two all the way to partner there are different levels in the company yeah from one all the way to partner yeah okay. so i was i thought i was starting at associate one because i applied for like an assistant job but when they gave me the contract they said that i um, i'm actually i can start from level two which actually comes with a pay increase they are making you start from level two yeah and the job that you haven't gotten yet they are going to give you a pay increase yeah this is called the force of prophecy. I see that same force working in your life in Jesus' mighty name. You have not started the job. They are giving you a pay increase. I haven't started the job yet. Wow. So and what else? Then um, they called me and they were like, okay, so we're giving you a car. But they are giving you a car as well. They're giving me a car as well. But the car, I told it was like, okay, cool, that's fine. Like, I don't need a car. I haven't been driving for like five years, so it's fine. So then, when I got there, they gave me a brand new car. Like, it hasn't t- been touched by anyone. Wow. And the funny thing, the funny thing about it is, I'm working from home, so I don't even need a car. The job is a, a job that you have to work from home. Yeah. And they are giving you a car. You see, the people are moving and they don't understand why. They, they, are you sitting down like that? Give the Lord a mighty shout of praise. You see, the HR manager doesn't understand what is moving him. You are just employing somebody. You've given the person a pay rise. You are making the person start from level two. You are giving the person a car. Meanwhile, she's working from home. What about fuel? I, I don't have to pay for my. You food. don't have to pay. Give the Lord a mighty shout of praise. I said God's power is at work here. That same power will work in your life. Amen. Melissa, what do you have to say? Yes. So, in all of it, I realized that the prayer that Prophet prayed for us mm. is actually really true. In the beginning, I was like, mm, we'll see what happens. Um, but then I realized that if you believe in it, the prophecy that you receive is a prophecy that will practically come to pass. Wow. And on top of that, giving an offering, I think it really helped because if I didn't give that small offering that I gave, I wouldn't be earning 20 times as more every month Eish. from that offering. Hey, so, put your hands together and give the Lord a mighty shout of praise. You know, you know she said she, she couldn't have expected all those things, but that is not faith. Faith is your obedience and your obedience is your faith. She heard the word, she obeyed and that was faith to God and she received a miracle. Today, whatever you, word you hear from the Lord, you have to be determined to obey it. And I see you sharing your testimony very soon. Amen. If you believe it, shout, Ie! What a blessed testimony. That means it's going to happen to you soon. Amen. Do you believe? Lift your hands. Father, thank you for your blessing today. Thank you for blessing us in your house. Doing great things for us. Greater things that we can do for ourselves. We are grateful for the opportunity to be in church. We ask that your Holy Spirit will minister to our hearts, especially in Jesus' name we pray. Amen.
You may be seated in the house of the Lord. Now, turn with me to 2 Corinthians chapter 8 and verse 7. It says, Therefore, as you abound in everything. Are you abounding? Abound is an old word. It means that as you are flowing in everything. Flow in faith, in utterance, that is in speaking, preaching, in knowledge. You are growing in your knowledge and also flowing and doing better in diligence and also in love. You are also good at love. See that you are bound in this grace also. What's the grace? All right. Verse 5. If you take it in context, chapter 8 and verse 5. It says, This they did, not as we hoped, but first gave their own selves to the Lord and unto us by the will of God. All right. Insomuch that we desire Titus that as he had begun, so he would also finish in you the same grace. He's talking about the grace of giving. Amen. Amen. So what God is saying is that, in verse 7, is that you are good at knowledge, isn't it? All right, you are good at knowledge. You are good at faith. You are good at utterance. You are good at diligence. Okay, you become hardworking. All right? Diligence has to do with hard, constant effort that you put in something. All right? Now, he said, see that you also abound in this grace also, which is the grace of giving. Amen. So, hardworking people, hardworking people, who make lots of efforts in working hard must also abound in the grace of giving. Alright? So giving is a grace that you need to sort of have. A person who gives is graceful, full of grace. Okay? Full of a certain sweetness and a certain Niceness, even in marriage, we have couples living together. Soon you forget about what the person looks like, and you'll be left with the grace of giving, where the person is a giver, or the evil of selfishness. You get it. Hello, 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 hello. Yes. So what I'm saying is that giving is a grace. And honestly, if you don't have this grace, it means you don't have the grace for prosperity. You get what I'm saying? What is the grace of prosperity? 
the truth listen to the truth how many want to know the truth the truth is that um, every type of work in the world is operating under the curse of Adam which is that in the sweat of thy face shalt thou eat bread thorns and thistles will it yield to you the ground will give you thorns for the for your work so for your hard work you get thorns and thistles and there's a lot of sweat do you see in the sweat of your face like a lot of hard work leads to food just eating you see so most people have nothing and by the end of your life most people really don't have much are you with me that's the reality now it takes a special grace to be on your life for you to be above what is virtually normal do you understand the normal life you live and die really don't have anything much in spite of all your hard work in any country call all your friends in America and ask them what I'm saying is true Belgium also call all your friends in Belgium and call all your friends in England call all your friends anywhere call those who are doctors call those who are lawyers call those who are politicians call those who are lawyers I mean bankers find out you get what I'm saying Basically, you go through life, a lot of sweat, a lot of hard work, and basically, you eat, you drink, you live. If you have a house, it is a blessing. By the time you are giving your, your house to your children, they don't like that house, or they don't like the area that you are giving them, or they will never come there to use it, and it will be as if it is rubbish. Do you get what I'm saying? Yes. It's beautiful. My grandfather was one of the richest uh, lawyers in Ghana. Yeah. But when his house, which was a mansion in those days, three stories, you get it? By the time he was, I mean, he handed whatever over, Accra had moved from that area. <laughs> Accra had moved from Jamestown. So Jamestown is, was not a major area anymore. Do you understand what I'm, I'm, the message I'm trying to preach? Yeah. But he was very, very, I mean, prosperous, a very prosperous lawyer. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. And um, there's a kind of nonsense making of life and of work do you understand what I'm saying nonsense nonsense is the English word that Solomon was trying to use vanity it's useless it's it's madness there's nothing to it do you see yeah so the grace of giving just the ability to give Remember what Jesus said, no one takes my life from me, 
I have power to lay it down and power to take it again. In other words, it takes power to give your life. There's a power. No one takes my life from you. All right? But I lay it down. I have what? Power. Are you looking on the screen? I have what? Power to lay it down. That's the grace of giving. I have the ability. So actually, a person who cannot rise into a level of prosperity doesn't have, not the power for prosperity, but doesn't have the power for giving. Yes. He doesn't have the power for giving. Yes. That's, that's true. That's true. You know, one day I went to preach somewhere and, um, in another country. And when I left, when I left the country, I can say that 2 Corinthians chapter 8, verse 7, applied to that pastor of a huge church. Look at the verse. He abounded in everything you can think of. This man of God. He abounded in faith, utterance, knowledge, hard, diligent work, and in love, but not in the grace of giving. Yes, Yes, not in the grace of giving. So I sort of saw a man of God with a very clear deficiency. A very good person. Look at the, the, the words. Everything. He was good in faith. He was good in utterance. He was good in knowledge. He was good in diligence. He was good in so many things. But he was not good in giving. So when I left, I realized that even though he's a great man of God, there's something missing. Yes, there's something missing. And you can have people who are good at giving, but they lack knowledge, faith, and all these other things. Is it not true? Don't we have stew without meat? Yes, that's how it is. It's like there's rice, there's stew, there's everything, but there's no meat. And we have meat without stew. Yes. (laughs) All right. So I believe that God is releasing this year. This year. Okay. For those who believe. Huh? The grace of giving, which is the grace of prosperity, which is the grace or the power to lay it down and therefore the power to take it again. Yes. What do you think? I used to be the pastor at Kolegono. Do you see? And well, we moved from Kolegono to the Kodesh. You get what I'm saying? But I had the grace to put it down, to leave it. And I left. It's one of the best church buildings in Accra. It's, it's a major church building. Not just a building, it's a whole institution. I left it. And I, I have the power to take it again. You see, when you put something down, you, you, have, you have power to, hey, come back. 
I can walk there tomorrow and say, I've taken my thing back. And that's it. Oh, yes. <laughs> so, God is giving you the power to lay something down and then you'll be able to take it again and maybe even more. And I believe that if I ever want to take it again, I can take it. And there'll be more weight in it. Oh, yes. So receive that grace. Now, can I show you just one more thing before I, 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 I sit down? And this one thing is, I just want to show you a sign. How many want to know a sign that you don't have the grace of giving? Huh? Are you sure you want to know? Okay. Turn to Second Corinthians chapter 9. Two pillars that show that you have the grace of giving. How many want to know these signs? I'm just going to look out. Those of you up here, do you want to know? Yeah. How you know that you have the grace of giving. Beautiful. Now, verse 7. Every man according as he purposeth in his heart, so let him give, not grudgingly or of necessity, for God loveth a cheerful giver. Now, two things that show that you don't have the grace of giving. Do you see? And one is when you give grudgingly. There's no grace in your giving. You have given, yes. It's, 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 there's, the grace is not there. And it doesn't have the power. Oh, yes. I remember one pastor. He said to me, crying. He was talking about his marriage, his experience in his home. Oh, yes, she was a beautiful wife. She was a beautiful wife, all right. Yes. But he said, when she offered himself, when he wanted to take his due benevolence. And I'm going to use King James words because of their children here. <laughs> she would present herself absolutely ready with an angry face. And there she was presented. I hope you understand what uh, the English words I'm trying to say. So, so that I don't have to say certain things. Oh, yes. And he told me, weeping. I'm saying, weeping. He said, it's not the same. It's not the same. Are you there? So, yes, you gave. But you gave grudgingly. It's not the same. Grudgingly. It's not the same. In fact, sometimes giving grudgingly can make you lose appetite. 
I don't know if you've ever been at a restaurant where the waiter is giving, is serving you grudgingly. Recently, I was at a restaurant and the waiter was serving grudgingly. I knew the food would not be nice. I knew what? The food would not be nice. I knew the food would not be nice. The attitude of the wait, wait, waitress, or it was, a wait, it, was a, it was a lady, a waitress, her attitude. When they were bringing the change, the bill, the change, I said, it's not in Ghana, don't worry. I said, make sure you collect every single peso, not in peso, every single coin, anything that is left, and let's clear out of this place. We'll never come here again. <laughs> hey! So you see, she did not even benefit because I was ready to give her a tip that would have been even maybe half of the bill or it was nothing. Oh yes. A tip is 10%. But I was ready to give 50, 60%, 70%. I don't know what it was. I I didn't even know how much the thing was. I just give anything. A person is nice. But this one was with a face, with an attitude. Let me ask you a question. When the toilet septic tank feces is outside very strong and the wind is blowing into the room. Has anybody said something? Aha, uh-huh, but you see that there's something wrong. So it's not only when you say something that we know that there is something definitely wrong with something. The strong sense that we are getting from underground Those of you who have had the unfortunate experience of sitting by somebody on a plane whose stomach is full of gas. Has he said anything? Has he been rude to you? Has he threatened your life? But you realize that you are getting sick. Oh, yes. So, what I'm saying is the fact that nothing negative has been said doesn't mean you are not gi- you are, you are giving gracefully. That's why it says not grudgingly. Grudgingly is not about the words. What I've given? I've given. How many like kinky and fish? Wave your hand if you like kinky. God will bless you. You'll be shocked. Kinky and fish. Yes. Now, do you like cold kinky with boiled fish? Boiled fish and salt. Why don't you like, is it not kinky and fish? I am asking you whether it's called kinky and fish or not. Then what is your problem? You see now, technicalities. The realities, are you there? The reality is that you don't have to speak to prove that you are negative or you are giving grudgingly. Yes. So that's the first pillar. And then number two, not of necessity. Where it's like you are being forced, you have to give. The way it is, like, you know, sometimes they ask a question. How many of you 
this and that and that, and you are forced to lift your hand, even because everyone is lifting their hand, and it's like you also lift your hand, but you are not part of the people that are lifting their hand, but you just also say yes. Of necessity, you have to also say yes. It's like if you don't say yes, it is some way. And they say, who are those who are virgins? They say, lift your hand, and so I'm, I'm a virgin. Hey, you two have lifted your hand that you are a virgin. <laughs> You've forgotten that you've been married before. You've even forgotten because of necessity you also lifted your hand. Wow. So ladies and gentlemen, receive the grace. Yeah, freely you just flow with giving. Yes, you just flow with giving. Yeah. And I tell you people are going to visit you from abroad. Oh yes. From where? Yes. They will come to you and they will have bought this shirt three for ten pounds. They would have brought it to you. Three for ten pounds. <laughs> nine ninety-nine. Three or four for nine ninety-nine. When they when they bring it, you tell them, look, we have all these this presents you are bringing us. We have all these things here. <laughs> yes. I love what NYC. Yeah. You will be at whatever town you are. People will come. They say, oh, "We have brought this for you." We say, "We have it. These are what we eat here. No man. These are what we have." Oh yes. Oh yes. Oh yes. Oh yes. Receive the grace of giving. People will visit you and discover that you are blessed. Because of the grace of giving. You will give easily. Easily. Whatever you have to give, you give it freely. Without grudging. Not of necessity. And you just flow. So it's okay. It's okay. Is it a blessing? Yes. This world there. It's not a small place. It's not a small place. And what Jesus said is happening. There will be wars, plagues, this, everything. It's happening. As the pandemic has decided to calm down without any medical solution by itself, a world war has come. I just read on my this thing, Putin has put nuclear weapons on high alert, standby. Now, Hiroshima, 80,000 people disappeared in one second when the thing landed. 80,000 in one second. That was the first second of the bomb. There was 80,000 they disappeared. They never found them again. That's, that's, that's what they are talking about now. And in the same way, they say he cannot enter, he will not do, he will not do, he will not do. We are practically in the world. So, you may have been developing your life. I'm going to do this, I'm going to do this, I'll be here, I'll be there, I'll be here, I'll be there, I'll be there. Before I realize, another thing has come. This world is not our home. We are looking to Jesus. Can I have an amen from somebody? Let's believe in God. Oh, yes. Let's believe in God. And let's believe in spiritual things. 
God himself will bless us. The grace of giving. So today, it's time to give an offering. And I want you to have the grace of giving. Yes. Don't just pick something from the changes. Oh, here is uh, some dirty uh, money. In those days where you have more dirty money, it's like, let me give the dirty, I have some dirty notes. No, but rather you give something beautiful without by force giving. In Jesus' name. Amen. Take your offering up. Take out your offering. Last week I shared with you about the seed of a woman. Is it last week? And the week before I shared with you about the seed of a camp. Today we are continuing. A seed time and harvest time. Amen. Have you got your offering? If you want to give by Momo, you can on the screen. All right. Is this thing working? On the screen. Your phone. Ask your neighbor, do you have money on your phone? Ask it, do you have money on your phone? Have you given offering? Check whether the person has the church number Momo offering. Has he saved it as offering? Check whether he has saved it as offering. Please, everybody, check your neighbor's own to see whether he saved it as offering. That's when you give offering. So you just type OF, then offering comes. Then you give, please. You should save it. Save this number as offering number. Please, it's a new modern. The world is different from how it used to be. If you don't change, you'll be left behind. Okay? So just save, save on your phone offering or first love offering, whatever. But offering O, starting with O, then you type O, then you realize that offering has come. Then you just start flowing. Okay? And then that, the offering number will be the one you've chosen, whether it's Vodafone or MTN. Okay? We now only have three phone companies in Ghana. Vodafone, MTN and Airtel Tigo. Okay? They have changed their name. We shouldn't change names. We always change them. This they used to be called Space Phone. MTN used to be called Space Phone. And then Aru, Aru, Aruba. Ariba. They've been changing their names. Why? If we, our church names are changing, what is the problem about it? It's amazing. People can complain about everything. Amen. Beautiful. So, if you are watching online, take out your offering. You are part of it because you are being blessed over there. Oh, yes. And you should be a being in church and look at where you are. But let's not talk about that. Let's talk about the offering now. Take your offering. And we'll talk about where you are today, why you are there. Some of you are monitoring me. You are monitoring the church service from where you are. To know what time to come. But look at something. God has caught you. 
Father, we give you thanks. We give you praise for this great opportunity. Bless us mightily in the mighty name of Jesus. We are grateful, we are blessed, and we are thankful. In Jesus' name we pray with thanksgiving. Amen.
make me free indeed. Jesus, I want to thank you for my salvation, for making room for me. I want to live my life saying thank you for my salvation. salvation oh I can't see your hands can't hear your shout are you grateful for your salvation it's time for the word best love church I said it's time for the word of God and the Lord our God in the midst of us he's mighty how many of you believe God is in the midst of us how many of you believe he's mighty how many of you believe he has something to say to you? How many of you are expecting something from the Lord? Amen. And I know that God will not disappoint you. The Holy Spirit is here. You know, like the song that we sing says, Right by my side, you are here, O oh Lord. Your presence, Lord. That is what I need. Everywhere I go, every place that I I want to feel the presence of God standing right by me, standing by me. 
I believe the presence of the Holy Spirit is here. I believe the Holy Spirit is a person. I believe the Holy Spirit is upon our prophet. I believe that the Holy Spirit speaks to us through him. I believe that this place is the house of God. And I believe that no matter what you came here with, you're going back home a different person. Not because of anyone, but because the Lord himself is in the midst of us. And because the Lord himself is mighty. Amen. And so we're going to sing this song that says, Nothing is impossible when we put our trust in God. And in our church, it's the song of faith while we bring up our prophet. And it lifts up our expectation and helps us to believe that God is about to do something miraculous in our lives. Are you ready to sing it? Are you ready to sing the song? Nothing is impossible when you put your trust in God. Come on, let's sing it together. Nothing is impossible. All over this place, let me hear you sing. Nothing is impossible. Because we're trusting in His word. I give to the voice of God to me. Is there anything too hard for me? Then put your trust in God alone. I rest upon His word for
Lord. Your presence, Lord. Your presence. That's what we need. That's what I need. That's what I need. That's what I need. Holy Spirit.
right by my side one last time. Oh, can't you feel his presence? share with you about the seed of prayer. Now many people do not realize that prayer is a seed that you sow for something that you will receive in the future. In Matthew 26 it says Then cometh Jesus with them to a place called Gethsemane and saith unto the disciples, Sit ye here while I go and pray yonder. And he took with him Peter and the two sons of Zebedee and began to be sorrowful and very heavy. Then saith he unto them, My soul is exceedingly sorrowful, even unto death. Tarry ye here and watch with me. And he went a little further and fell on his face and prayed, saying, O my father, if it be possible, let this cup pass from me. Nevertheless, not as I will, but as thou wilt. And he went a little further. Amen. And he cometh to his disciples, all right, and findeth them asleep, and saith unto Peter, What could you not watch with me one hour? Watch and pray that you enter not into temptation. For the spirit is indeed willing, but the flesh is weak. He went away again the second time and prayed saying, oh my father, if it be possible, okay, let this cup pass away, all right, and if this cup may not pass away from me except I drink it, thy will be done. Amen. Amen. So Jesus was praying in the garden, and then in verse 43, he came and found them asleep again. 
and he left them and went away again and prayed the third time the third time saying the same words same words the same same words the third time and then cometh he to his disciples and saith unto them sleep on now and take your rest behold the hour is at hand and the son of man is betrayed into the hands of sinners rise let us be going behold he is at hand that doth betray me he's nearby he's on his way all right and while he yet spake low judas one of the twelve came and with him a great multitude with swords and staves staves are spears from the chief priests and the elders of the people now he that betrayed him gave them a sign saying whoever I kiss that is, that is the one he's the one you see me kissing anybody he's the one alright just watch out for my kisses not a hug if I hug don't arrest him if I um, shake his hand don't uh, arrest him if I wave, don't arrest. If I stand by him, don't arrest. But if I kiss him, that's the guy. All right? So, there we have the story of Jesus praying in the garden. Now, we also have in this particular story the story of the disciples who were part of Jesus' life and ministry and went through the temptations alright that Jesus went through okay and as he went through these temptations okay as Jesus went through his temptations they also went through the temptations with him now Jesus told them pray in other words he was saying sow a seed of prayer because some things are coming and those things that are coming it will be good if you've already sowed a seed alright are you there it will be good if you've already sowed a seed now number one prayer is a seed that you sow for the will of God to happen in your life. Amen. If you do not sow that seed, the will of God, even though it is God's will, may still not happen. Are you listening to me? Hello? Yes. How many want the will of the devil to be done in your life? Some people want the will of the devil down there. How many want the will of the devil to be done in your life? How many want the will of God to be done in your life? All right. So for Jesus to pray three times in the garden for at least probably three hours, we are estimating, because on one of the occasions he said, could you not watch with me for one hour? So we estimate that he must have prayed for about an hour on each occasion. But let's say even it wasn't an hour, maybe 45 minutes, 30 minutes, but at least on one occasion, it was one hour. 
So an hour, an hour, an hour, three hours, less than three. It could have also been more than three, an hour each. So it could have been five hours, four hours, whatever. But it was so long that they fell asleep. So they did not sow the seed of prayer. Do you get what I'm saying? They did not sow the seed of prayer. So the will of God for your life is very, very important. Now, 1 Corinthians 2 and verse 9 tells us that I has not seen, nor has it entered earhead, neither has it entered into the heart of man the things which God has prepared for them that love him. Can I tell you something that I believe is true today? Hmm? Can I tell you something that I believe is true? Alright? I believe that most of the will of God for your life you don't know or can't think about it. That's what I feel. I feel that most of the things that are the will of God for you they are not things you've thought of. Yes. What I mean by they're not things you've thought of like they are probably greater or a little different from how you imagine it to be. Things that are the will of God for your life. Yes. And I'm telling you as somebody who has spent more time praying this particular prayer. I I realize because I'm preaching to you about the seed of prayer that I think that I do see prayer as a seed. Sometimes I, I ask myself, have I prayed? Have I prayed? Do you see? Like is there, have I sowed a seed already of prayer? Not whilst things are happening. Do you get what I'm saying? Yes. But I ask myself, have I prayed? Are you there? Beautiful. So, I want you to be, if, if he says, I has not seen, ear has not heard. I mean, think about it deeply. I has not seen, ear has not heard. If I look at, let's say, my book, Transform Your Pastoral Ministry, I've not seen it before. Have you seen it before? Have you heard of it before? Yes. Transform Your Pastoral Ministry. What it means to be wise as a serpent. I've not seen it before. Have you seen it before? Before it came? And I've not seen it with these eyes. Had it occurred to you? Yes, it had also not occurred to you. Yes. Not heard it. Have you heard of First Love Church? Before. Do you know First Love Church? No. It's now that you are hearing of it. First Love Music. Have you heard of it? Have you heard of such songs? I have not heard most of the things I believe that God has for us that are actually the will of God. Either most, many, or a lot. You can choose any. Most, many, a lot. You haven't imagined. Yes. You know, if there was a way you could just ascend to heaven and tell God, give me my wife. That would be the best way of getting a wife. 
That would be the best way of getting a wife or a husband. You get it? No, but I'm saying more for getting a wife because the men are more of those who are choosing. And then sort of, I mean, the girls also choose, but in an indirect way. But it looks like you are really choosing something. Uh Uh-huh. And I'm saying that, you know, you are more likely to get a good thing that God wants me more likely be something I has not seen and ear has not heard and also more of something you have not thought of it's more likely to be the will of God for your life many great things God has for you it hasn't occurred to you yes do you get what I'm saying have you heard of an Akazo campus before have you seen it before I also haven't heard of it before. Yes. I've not heard of it before. Or Anakazo Assemblies Church. Or Lighthouse Chapel International. I've not heard of it before. Yes. So I think that most of the things that are the will of God for your life, you probably, probably, you probably haven't heard of it before or it hasn't occurred to you even before that something like this exists. Or it's possible. That's how I feel about the will of God. Because of 1 Corinthians chapter 2 verse 9. That eye has not heard. Unless it's not true. And ear has not heard. Unless it's not true. And it has not entered into the heart of man. Unless that one is also not true. That the things which God has prepared for those that love him. Some of you are thinking of maybe. I've not heard. I've not seen Brazil before. So Brazil is I has not seen. Or you are thinking maybe uh, Australia is I've not seen it before. And I never thought I would be in Australia. You know, or Singapore. I never thought I would be in Australia, uh, Singapore. It is true. It can also be. It also can. Can also. You get it. But there are many things I believe. Uh, wonderful things. Yeah, great things. They are the will of God for your life. And if you sow a seed of prayer, do you see, you are likely, more likely to see some of those things. Yes. Yes. Beautiful. Beautiful. Almost, I mean, I can continue to mention many things that I never thought that I would see. But for various reasons, I'm limited to the ones I've said. But I never thought. I never thought I'd play golf in Korea. Yeah, yeah. I never thought I'd play golf in Korea. I never thought I'd play, I'd play golf in Colombia. I'd play golf in South Africa. I'd play golf in many places, many nations. I never thought I would even play golf. Golf, never. Neither my father nor anybody that I knew. Through Yongicho, when I heard him saying, I thought, that, that, I'm sure it's a good thing. Yeah, that's how come. So, I has not seen a lot of things that God has prepared for you. You haven't seen or imagined them that God has in store for you. 
your, your nice husband is probably not the person you are thinking of. Hmm. Sow some good seeds of prayer. So those of you who don't join flow prayer meetings, and you don't sow a seed of prayer, just three hours of prayer is too much for you. It's because you don't like yourself. Ask your neighbor, you don't like yourself, you see. So ask the person, how come you don't join flow prayer meeting? Some of you join around 7 o'clock. Just as we are ending, you come and have communion. Number two is a seed for strength against temptation. Yeah. Now in Matthew Matthew chapter 26 verse 33 Peter answered and said though all men shall be offended because of thee hmm? yet will I never be offended this is not by talking a lot Jesus said unto him verily I say to you like I'm even giving you full knowledge advanced knowledge that this night not in a week's time this night before the cock crow eh? this night before the cock crow thou shalt deny me thrice what do you think Now, instead of Peter shutting up and listening, you see, anybody who answers back reveals pride. It reveals pride. If two people are talking, I say this, then you answer back. I say this, then you answer back. I say this, then you answer back. Okay? It reveals pride. If you are humble, you will not just retort or have an answer in your head which maybe culturally you will not say, but you have answered in your head. Now he said, he told him that the date of his fall. How many? Are we okay? Something fell down? Okay, don't worry. I'm sure you're still alive. Listen. They've given you the date and time. Tonight. Look at it. 26:34. Tonight. You are falling tonight. Instead of going home to sleep in the bed so that whatever, I'll be asleep when the fall is happening. How many agree that he should have gone home to lie in bed and cover himself? The Lord, I've covered myself. Now, I can't do anything bad till tomorrow morning. Against what you said, so that I'm saved by, by the prophecy. Wow. 
But no. No. Not Peter. Rather, he said, This is his answer. Peter said unto him, eh? Though I should die with thee, yet will I not deny thee. Beautiful. Now, these are the disciples that spent their prayer time sleeping. Yes. Hmm? When it's time for flow, flow prayer is even just one. Tuesday and Friday is a problem for you. And it's a problem for you to pray on any other day as well. Flow that is even helps you to pray. A lot of people have remarked about how they, are, they have been helped in prayer. Are you with me? By the flow prayer meeting. In your case, you are dodging the flow prayer meeting. So these disciples were fast asleep whilst Jesus was praying. Now think about it. When they catch people, you know, many, many top leaders, or I should say many, some of them, commit suicide rather than to fall into the hands of people. So when Adolf Hitler was about to be caught on the 30th of April, because he saw pictures of Mussolini just a couple of days before, in about 28th of April, he was also shot and hung upside down with his wife in the square in Milan. And Mussolini was like his father. Mussolini had been in power since 1922. So Hitler was a junior coming. So Mussolini was a kind of father, a spiritual, I mean, a spiritual father of some sort. <laughs> yes. So when he saw that, he said, no, I don't want to fall into these hands. So he killed himself. Why? Because when you are being tortured, you speak. Yes, you speak. Now, Jesus was being tortured. He was being tortured. They beat him. They spat on him. I mean... He was beaten gradually to death. Jesus was beaten to death. The cross was the last part. He was beaten slowly and until he was dead. By the next morning. He died in the morning. He was dead by the morning. So, whilst they were beating him, people who had been asleep during the prayer time were warming their feet. They were drinking tea and warming their feet. Peter was warming himself by the fire. He was not experiencing any form of torture. While Jesus who was being tortured should have said, okay, it's enough. It's enough. I'm the son of God. All of you lie down. Angel of the Lord, appear and finish with these guys. I will die for them later. I can't die for them this year. Lord, I want to postpone this dying. He never interrupted him. And the person who was enjoying, and the person who was 
relaxing and having an okay time was actually warming himself by the fire. He rather said he doesn't know Jesus from anywhere. He said, I don't know him. I don't know him. I said, I don't know him. You can't force me to know somebody I don't know. I said, I haven't seen him before. Stupid. So, prayerlessness changes your ability in the face of temptation. You may not know. You may think it's just a statement or something that somebody is saying to make you pray. You know? But I tell you, the things that plague you, that worry you, that harass you, you are equally powerless when you face them without having sown a seed of prayer. Yes. The average young man is plagued with pornography and masturbation and fornication and adultery and all the, the average young man, the generation that has come. And you feel sick as you are doing all these things. And you see people are powerless in the face of... The, and the, 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 the what helps you to know that it is demonic is the bondage, the, the nature of the connection to the thing that you cannot stop. Uh-huh. Whereas somebody just next to you, it doesn't even occur to him to look at what you are looking at. It doesn't even think about it. It's not a part of the things he's praying about. But in your case, you have done everything to stop, but it doesn't stop. You are prayerless and not spiritual. And you can see, even sometimes when people are eating, you can see their spirituality from when they eat. Yes. Because they are also helpless before food. They are helpless. They cannot help themselves at all. Oh, yes. They are helpless before many things. So, without praying, if you want me to tell you about my pastors and my bishops and the ones that do well, they are all the prayerful ones. Like, I, I know them personally. They have prayer, wait on God. But those, are the, those ones, usually, when you go inside behind it, there's that. Those who don't do well, when you go behind, you see there's pornography, there's this, there's other things are there. Yeah. That's, 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 I'm t- Remember, it's 2022. 30 years ago, we started the first branch. I started it personally. Okay? 1992. 30 years on, I've been planting churches and appointing pastors and leaving people behind to pastor churches. I'm telling you, the ones that do well, you get it? This thing is always behind them. There are seeds of prayer and they harvest it in strength against the same temptation that is destroying you. Oh yes. You see, because don't think that some people are born without feelings. You know, the Bible says that the man that built his house on a rock, the wind blew vehemently. Vehemently is an adjective. Do you know what is an adjective? It's a word that describes something. Like adjectives are like beautiful. Is it, is it an adjective? What other word is an adjective? Huh? Clever. Grudgingly. Beautiful. Huh? 
tall, short, is describing something. Okay? Intelligent. Fantastic. Is fantastic an adjective? Yes. Glorious. So the wind, the wind that was blowing, it had a, a, an adjective described. Look at the word. Adjective. Mr. Man's on the screen, please. It says, no, no, no. The scripture. The scripture, please. He is like a man which built his house on a rock and dig deep. The flood arose and the stream beat vehemently upon that house and could not shake it. That is the house which was built on the rock. What about the house which was built on the sand? Bring the scripture that shows the house that was built a couple of verses before this one. Or the next verse. Alright, the next verse. And, but he that heareth and doeth it not is like a man without a foundation okay, on the house and against which the stream, this is what I'm saying, the adjective did beat vehemently. So you see the same adjective that was describing the stream of the man who built on a rock is the same adjective and we define adjective, something that describes it describes it vehemently, vehement. Everybody has vehemently. So you will be there thinking that, oh, this guy, I th- you know, because he didn't experience this, because of this, because of this, because of this, that is why he's able to make it. But the Bible doesn't tell us that. The Bible tells us that vehemently stream applied to the man with the house on the sun and vehemently stream was applied to the man with the house on the rock. So what is the rock? He that hears my word and doeth it. Look at the scripture. Hears my word and doeth it. The verse before that was there. He that. All right. Yeah. He who comes to me and hears my saying and doeth them. What was what, what Jesus saying? Jesus told his disciples, Pray. Pray that the flesh, the spirit is willing, the flesh is weak. These are Jesus' words. He hears my sayings and does them. I don't want to find any of you asleep during flow again after today in the name of Jesus Christ. Every single, love yourself. Now, look at the word vehement, the dictionary, they were bringing it up. What does vehemently mean? with great force yes furious violent impetuous, forcible mighty as a vehement wind and a vehement torrent great force so I want you to know you are, it is not that you dear you are having a great force eh, I was molested when I was a child uh, this happened when this uh, this is what happened to me when I was like this uh, I went to this school and at that school this happened brothers and sisters otherwise Jesus would not be fair to allow a vehement storm to blow on you and then on his other child he allows just a gentle breeze 
and then you there, he allows a vehement storm to come and swallow you away. Whilst on the other child who is also trying to serve God, there's just some light breeze. That is why whenever you counsel somebody and the person says you don't understand, you should stop counseling at that moment. You should stop counseling. What time is it? Three what? Yes. Immediately stop counseling. When you say you don't understand. Pastor, you don't understand. Bishop, you don't understand. Stop counseling at that point. You are wasting your time. Because the person has in his mind, you, your case is different. Yes. Are you listening? Beautiful. So, strength against temptation. Some of you are helpless fornicants. Ask your nearest, look, look for sisters. Don't look even for brother. Look for sisters. Are you a helpless fornicant? Hmm? What the sister saying? It's not her. Okay, find the nearest brother. Tell the nearest brother. Listen, do you know that? Shh, do you know that seventy percent of all internet traffic is pornography? So ask the nearest brother. What percentage are you alone taking out of the seventy percent of pornography traffic? What percentage are you like you alone? It's about 2% of the 70% in the whole world wide web. All right. Number three. What is it a seed for number one? The will of God, isn't it? Number two is a seed for strength. Amen. Number three is a seed for your loyalty. Yes. Because Jesus said to, in Matthew 26, 31, All ye shall be offended because of me this night. For it is written, I will smite the shepherd and the sheep. But after I'm risen again, I will go before you. Jesus said, all of you will be offended. And you don't pray. I told you pray, you won't pray. So after the prayer, he told them, all of you will go down. Yeah. You see, when a person becomes disloyal, just like Peter. Peter said, I said, I don't know him. I said, I don't know him. I said, I don't know him. All the disciples ran away. You know, when somebody forsakes you at a certain point, eh, you never forget it. You never forget it. Yeah. You always remember people who stand with you and you remember people who forsake you. These two people, they don't go out of your mind. They don't go out of your mind. When I started doing miracles, many of the pastors who were sitting on the stage started sleeping when I started praying for the sick. You see, their it's like I'm doing something that they are just, I mean, they are humoring me. But BDR, who is sitting here, she believed in the miracles. Yeah. So I always remember her for that. She used to stand and say, Bishop, 
It's a miracle. <laughs> you always remember. You remember those who stand with you. Those who believe in you. And you remember Demas who forsook you. Now I want to tell you. You are more likely to be unfaithful than faithful. Yes. You are more likely to be unfaithful than faithful. Tell your neighbor, you are more likely to be disloyal than loyal. Yes. It's amazing. Why? The Bible says, a faithful man who can find. It's like who can find such a character. Somebody who is faithful. It's not common. Somebody who says, I'm with you and he's with you. Through all the changing scenes of life. I don't know the rest, but through the changing scenes of life. Who will be with you all through the changing scenes of life? You were there with me when I was like this. You were there when this. You were there when this. You were there when this. All through the changing scenes of life. Do you find somebody like that? It's more likely. Because there are so many things. Jesus said, it is impossible that you will live in this life and not be offended. It's impossible. There are times that I've had meetings. Give me some volume up here, please. There are times that I've had meetings and I've been shocked that people were offended. Recently, I had a meeting with some pastors. The meeting just started and uh, I came into the meeting, actually, and then I said, have you guys learned anything? Then somebody stood up and said, this meeting, there's confrontation here. I said, what confrontation? I was surprised. Then, another person stood up and said, this meeting, forces are colliding. Forces are colliding at this meeting. I was amazed. Forces are colliding. I said, hey. So this is people, listen, this is people's assessment of a meeting where questions are just being asked. How many people came to the church? What are you doing with your life? Are you doing this? Are you living like this? Are you living practical truth? You say what? Forces are colliding. Because a question is asked about truth and realities. You say forces are colliding. So, you see, if forces are colliding, will you not be hurt? If there's confrontation, will you not be hurt? It's easy to be hurt. Yes. Everybody thinks differently. Yeah. For some people, if you use certain words, if you use certain words, I mean, you have committed the unpardonable sin. Oh, yes. Yes. And it depends. I had a friend some years ago. She went on Dawn Broadcast. To broadcast the word of God at Dawn. When she was broadcasting, somebody came out of his house to either turn off the speaker or clap in her face or do something. And she told the man, don't be silly. And the man said, are you insulting me? He said, no, I'm advising you. I'm advising you. 
Don't be silly. <laughs> Free advice. <laughs> Ask your neighbor, so you cry, what can offend you? As you are laughing in the church, what can offend you? And make you bizarre. Oh, yes. Now, prayer is a seed that helps you. You will not know how. But Jesus told the disciples, pray and they slept. Sow a seed of prayer. Sow a seed of prayer. Satan likes you. Satan wants you. Satan looks at you longingly. Satan wishes you were his. It's just like pastors of other churches see members of other churches and look at them longingly. You know, I, I know some pastors of other churches who have looked at some of my members longingly and want them and even have been able to get some. Yes. But whatsoever a man sows, he shall repeat. I commend you to Galatians 6 7. Yes. Whosoever breaks somebody's house to build his house, his house shall be broken. Yes. It's a matter of time. Satan is looking at you longingly. If you don't know, I'm telling you. He's looking at in which he can get you to be one of these rebellious, evil speakers. If, if you don't know, I'm telling you. And that's why Jesus said, just pray. It's part of your, apart from the teaching and the knowledge and experience and practicality, you need also prayer. You don't have to assume. You don't have to assume. You don't go to war assuming whatever. Some of the painful battles in this world have been because of an underestimation of the enemy. Because there are different types of enemies. During the Second World War, there was a battle for an island in Japan. And this was after we had finished with Germany in April. This was like July. And Japan, even the, the, the leaders of Japan, they even came up with a policy of 100 million suicide. Like 100 million people should commit suicide. And they ingrained it in their soldiers and even the civilians. Such that the civilians will run over the cliffs. It's a, rather than to be caught by the Americans who were fighting them, we will, run, we will never surrender. For some few weeks that they fought on this island, it was called Okinawa, about 100,000 Americans were killed. In the total was about 250,000 people there. Just some three, four weeks. Ground to ground to ground to holes, civilian, everybody. So by the time they finished Okinawa, President Truman now felt confident 
Because they said they were going to another place. I called, I think, Fushu or somewhere. And they were saying that they expect that the Japanese will have about 300,000 troops there to wait for them. This one, they had 100,000. When they checked, they had 900,000 soldiers waiting for them there. Oh, yes, the Japanese. Oh, yes. It's not that small. You see, they said, they, they realized that this type of enemy, it was a kind of enemy. Yes. And that if you underestimate what you are dealing with, the, the casualties are too much. So then they decided more confidently, we will use the atomic bomb, which Putin has put his people on alert for. Oh, yes. So, I think it was in August, August 6th, I think, they decided we are going to bomb Hiroshima. And when they dropped the bomb, eh, in one second, 80,000 people vanished. Do you understand 80,000 people? Yeah, the whole city, like that. Huh? Yes. There are many cities in Ghana that are 5,000 people. 5,000, 11,000. We are going for some crusades. Some of the population, 11,000, 12,000, 6,000. 80,000 in the first second before more died. But still, Hiroshima bomb was not enough for that type of enemy. They had to show them that this thing, we, ha- we have several. Because they would not still resign. They would not still surrender. No, 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 no. So they had to drop in a couple of days another one so that we have more. Before the emperor said, it's okay. We have to. And they came on board a ship in America and, and surrendered. It's a type of enemy. And I want you to know the devil you are dealing with eh, is a certain type of enemy. If you joke with him, when I see you sometimes sleeping at home, you've opened your mouth and be white as if you are drinking wine. Snoring, sleeping. You get up and you go out of your house without praying for one hour. Yes, I mean, so I ask myself, what's the difference between you and an unbeliever? Unbelievers don't pray. They just get up, eat, and move. They get up, have their bath, brush their teeth, and dress and move. And you, you get up, you have your bath, dress, eat, and move. What's the difference between you and an unbeliever? I'm asking you a question. What's the difference between you and an unbeliever where you face the forces in this world? I'm asking the difference. And Jesus told them, pray, oh, pray, pray. I know you've been with me for three years. Pray. I said, I know that you are doing this and you are busy. I said, say, pray, pray. I'm telling you what I'm telling you. I said, pray. Okay, you don't want to pray tonight. You fall tonight. Still, you don't even see the sense to say, go home and sleep because they say, I'll fall tonight. So I must sleep till tomorrow morning. When I wake up, then I know that, I mean, the day has passed and another day has come. So if I thought the fall has to be transferred from last night to tomorrow night. Still, you can't see it. Because when it's time to pray, you are sleeping. What is the difference between you and an unbeliever? I'm asking you and you call yourself a pastor too. 
You know, somebody told me the average prayer time of pastors is seven minutes. Ask your neighbor, so you and an unbeliever in your office, what is the difference? Satan wants you. Satan is looking for you. You'll be shocked that you can turn into an orangu. Sometimes when you see orangus manifesting, one time, one orangu, he said at a choir meeting, a lady who was there told me, she said, she said, if ever, if ever I get up and I start to stand and I say certain things, that Bishop Dag is this and that and that, you must know that a devil has entered me. I don't want to mention the person's name because you know who it is. He said, that's why his words, he said, if I see, it means the devil has entered me. And today you should see the kind of thing the person can say. He's confirming his word that the devil has entered him. So that is why I'm saying that you don't know the type of enemy you are dealing with. You continue being unspiritual, thinking that you have principles and this and that and so on. Oh, yes. You know, when I look at, I'll tell you, when I look at Archbishop Duncan Williams, you know, he has no schoolmate, nothing. For years he has been in the system. When I look at him, many times I say that the man is pray, prayerful. Oh yes. If there's nothing about him, if there's nothing about him, just spirituality and prayer. Yes. He came from a background of cocaine and drugs and what have you. You with your small, small weed, You've not been able to stop. Yes, you've not been able to stop and become a great man of God. Yeah, I'm just asking, how come you've never been able to become a great man of God? Your small, small wheat cakes and other things, I mean, he, has, he was high to the point he put his hand into fire and bent off his fingers. His fingers are there as evidence. And you, your small, small pornography, this, this, that, whatever, and so on, you can't stop, you can't change. Salvation goes along with spirituality and sowing the seed of prayer. The seed of prayer. The seed of prayer. Are you there or you are leaving? Beautiful. Number four, quickly we are ending. A seed for angels. Oh yes. How many want angels all around? Oh yes, Matthew 26 verse 53 Thinkest thou not I cannot pray to my father And he shall presently give me more than 12 legions of angels Sometimes when I call some people and they don't answer I know that my phone is going to ring Because I called and they didn't answer Because I've sown that seed I've sown a seed of a call and it will yield results. Even a phone call. Hello? Hello? 
Hello? Hello? You are not there. It's a seat. It's a seat. The reason why nobody calls you is because you have also not called anybody. <laughs> Hello? Hello? When I put the phone, I know ah, my phone is going to ring. If I'm going to sleep, I have to put it on silent because I know it will ring. I'm sure. Every call will have a response. Every seed of prayer will have a response from heaven. And God will respond from heaven. And angels, he said, don't you think I can pray now? Don't you think I can pray now? Don't you think I can pray now? I can pray now. And there will be angels all over the place. Presently. It's a seed of prayer. So from today, we are going to be sowing a seed. A beautiful seed of prayer. And what's going to be the harvest? What's the harvest? Angels. Expect supernatural deliverances in your life. Amen. Number five. A seed for your holiness. You see, when Jesus was praying and disciples were not praying, eh? when Jesus was praying and his disciples were not praying, he was sowing a seed for his holiness. But Peter and Cole, they didn't pray. So in Matthew chapter 26, look at what he said in verse 74. Where? Then Jesus began to curse. I said, I said then Jesus. Then, then he began he to curse. And to swear. He began to what? What are you expecting this of an apostle? Cursing and swearing. Huh? He was mentioning certain words you would not expect to come from an apostle. <laughs> he had fallen low. Tell your neighbor, I'm not expecting you to be so low. Uh, if you had prayed, I don't think you would have been low like that. Sow a seed of prayer. Did you hear what I said? Sow a seed of prayer. Don't just wait to use God as a spare tire. In an emergency, I'll take God out and deploy him. Sow seeds. Through the prayers, you'll be able to save yourself from cursing and swearing. It was like he was using... Change the uh, version. Change the version. Yes. Maybe to say something else. Another version. Ah. 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 Change the version. A curse on me if I'm lying. Hey. A curse on me if you are cursing yourself. I swear, let me be cursed. If ever I'm lying, I've seen people do that before. And they were lying to you. I swear, if I'm whatever, I can't let that be a curse on me. And they were lying. They were lying. You wonder, are they spiritual people? When you don't pray, before you realize you'll be doing this. Another version. Amplified. Uh huh. Invoke to swear. He began to invoke a curse on himself. And I've actually seen somebody cursing himself before. 
is let me die. If what I'm saying is true, let me get a stroke. Let me die. Let me this and all were all were lies. You see, it's, you have to be spiritual. Yes, and prayerful. It's a seed, and it's a seed that is distant from the time when you reap it, the harvest. That's why I just said, pray now. Tomorrow evening, you'll be reaping. Tomorrow later, you'll be reaping the prayer of today. Sow the seed today, you'll reap it. Those of you who live your life prayerless, I want to just ask you one question as I close. What's the difference between you and an unbeliever? There's no difference. What's the difference between you and an unbeliever? You all get up, you all bath, you all change, you got out and, and you just walk out of the house. Come on now. You say, what? Well, oh, I'm busy. I'm this, I'm this, I'm that. You are what? If you have one thing, I have a thousand things. Who is busy? Who is busy? A small little thing that you are doing, you are filled up with it. Tell your neighbor, if you are busy, I have a thousand. If you have one thing, I have a thousand things to do. Don't be silly. It's, a, it's advice. <laughs> it's good advice. So, your holiness depends on your prayers. Amen. Are you excited about it? Wow. Number six. A seed for judgment of the enemies. Amen. Judas came to kiss him. But he didn't know he was kissing a prayerful man. Ha! The man you are kissing, he is prayed for three hours before you kiss him. Huh? He, Judas started to die from the moment he kissed Jesus. He started to die from the moment he kissed Jesus. He started to die. As soon as he kissed him, that was, it was, he was dead. He started to die. He died a few hours. Within 24 hours, he was dead. He died before Jesus was crucified. Jesus was crucified just a few hours later. Judas died, started dying. He was alive, he was alive, he was alive. The Bible says, and he went and cast down the pieces of silver in the temple and departed and went and hanged himself. This is Matthew 27 verse 5. That was it. Your prayers will deal with the betrayers and the wickedness of wicked people. Yeah. Remotely, without your hand. Without your hand. Without you doing anything. Jesus never even said, Judas, why are you doing that? Do you remember what I've done for you? I paid for your honeymoon. I helped you to do this. I, I bought a ticket for you. I loved you. I officiated this. And he didn't say anything. He didn't talk about Judas' honeymoon. He just looked at him. He just asked Judas, are you using kisses for this? No comment. No comment. As soon as he, he kissed him, whether on the mouth or the side or the neck or anywhere, the virus of death entered into Judas. He was finished. Until he himself hung himself. Think about the power that hung him. 
what is involved in hanging yourself. When the Germans were hanging people, every town they go to, they hang people in the square. They hang people outside. Even Mussolini, when they hang him, they hang him upside down with his feet and his head up, his head down, and his head up. But they shot him before they hang him. People are hung. I mean, it's a major thing to hang somebody. Even sometimes when they hang them, they hold the body and they, they, they pull it this way. Huh? Like this. Can you see it? What is he doing? Can you see what I'm doing? Yeah, they hold them and they pull them. Pull them, pull them. I've seen it. Chemical Ali, Saddam Hussein's, when they hung him, his head came off. The head came off. It's one of the accidents of um, hanging. The head can come off the body. Now, this is an operation you are doing. Do DIY. Do it yourself. Hey! It takes a lot of concentration and power to be able to kill yourself. But the way it was for Judas, there was no other way for him. The power of death moved him to, to get the rope. And I wonder where, was it a tree? You need a strong branch. And you need to be away from the tree. So you need to maybe climb up and then go horizontally. I mean, and then tie the rope. Like you need to know how to tie naval knots. Like a Navy sail master, nautical college, you learn it, how to tie the knots. And then tie one for your head. And be able to do a horizontal, I can imagine Judas going over. It's like the, the judgment has entered into his virus, his head, to destroy himself. By kissing a prayerful man. By tampering with a prayerful man. One time I heard Archbishop say something. He said, it's not everybody you touch. It's not everybody you touch. It's not everybody you touch. When the Bible says, touch not my anointed. Touch not my prayerful ones. Touch not those that have sown seeds of prayer. I don't know how you can live your life without sowing the seeds of prayer. And Judas couldn't even remember how merciful Jesus was. And Jesus didn't even say to him, he will not forgive him. Jesus talked to him. Maybe he hung himself on a rock. Maybe there was a protrusion and he would jump like this and then he, he will, the, the rope will go down, then his body will hit the rope. Look, I mean, it, the style is too difficult. Too difficult. It wasn't like there was a fan or there was something he could tie. He hung himself and bought the land, did everything, gave the money back. Beautiful. And he bought the land for his burial place. Yes. He, he organized his own cemetery. You touched the wrong man. You touched the wrong man. You touched the wrong man. 
You touch someone who has prayed hours before you see him standing there. Hours and hours and days and days. You touch the wrong man. Seed number seven. Seed for fulfillment of your destiny at all costs. Jesus ended up on the cross. Pilate saith unto them, What shall I do then with Jesus, which is called Christ? They all say unto him, Let him be crucified. Let him be what? Crucified. And he was crucified. That was the end. He came to die. He came to die for us. But so many things could have prevented him from dying. You know, even Pilate's wife, she was about to derail the destiny of Jesus. She, she sent her husband a, a message. Don't touch this man. Don't touch this man. The dream that I've had tonight, don't touch him. She was about to derail the destiny. Pilate himself tried. He tried to release Barabbas thinking that the people would see. They said, no, no, no. We want Barabbas. We want an armed robber to rule of us. And the princess, they have had robbers and thieves ruling over them for 2,000 years. Since they said we want Barabbas, they have had Barabbas for 2,000 years. The people, you know, the masses, when they said, let him be crucified, they could have said, release him, release him, he's our pastor, he's our pastor, release him. No, 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 that was not what they shouted. They rather shouted, crucify him, crucify him, kill him, kill him. I mean, the mob action alone, that was, the, that was his end. How many have been in a mob action where they start saying, hey, hey, why is this there? Before you realize, they've killed somebody. Yes. Oh, yes. People's opinion goes against you and then that's the end of you. Yeah. So many things could have changed direction, but he came to die on the cross for us. And God caused his destiny, because he had prayed, I will be done. The thing, whether dream, whether pilot, whether the people, whether the lashes, even when they were giving the lashes, at the point Jesus said, ah, is it enough? Is it enough? You, 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 you kneel down. <laughs> Three of you kneel down. It's enough. <laughs> it's too much. I can't take it anymore. <laughs> Jesus would have got up and beaten them. His Chinese strength would have come. But he was able to be like a lamb. He never said even Ajay. One day my father was arrested, you know, by the political people of those times. And when he came home, he sat at the table and he talked. And we were just listening to him. Because I tell you, he was a mean, very, very, very hurt by what they had done. Because it was unfair. It was all just politics. And as he was talking, he said, am I not allowed to say, Ajay? (laughs) Oh, yes. But Jesus didn't even say, Ajay. Not a word. They mistreated him and not a word came from him. 
He didn't turn his eye. And, said, and the scripture says, and the Lord turned his eye toward the senior soldier. And the soldier began to tremble. And with his right eye, he waved a warning. <laughs> no, there's nothing like that. <laughs> there's nothing. No, Ajay. Like my father said, am I not allowed to say Ajay? After what these people, are, wicked people, have done to me. Yeah. They took pictures of him combing his hair in the prison. Yeah. Oh yeah. The destiny of Jesus was secure. When you say this, you say this, you say this, you say this, opinion, 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 in the end, the will of God will be done. The destiny will never change. Because you pray the seed of prayer. And the seed of prayer will ensure that whatever. Those of you who are worried that this brother is not proposing to you. The seed of your destiny is in your prayers. As you pray, God himself will scatter all forms of withering branches around you and clear the way. Those who must say yes will say yes. Those who must say no will say no. Those who must come will come. Those who must scatter will scatter. Give the Lord a shout of praise. You know, I don't bother about people liking me. You don't like me? Go. You don't like the church? Go. You don't want to be with me? Go. I've been here for some time. By the grace. By the grace, by the grace, by the grace, by the grace, we will make it. God will take care of you. By the grace. I said by the grace. By the grace. God will take care of you. Give the Lord a shout and stand to your feet. Amen. The seed of prayer. The seed of prayer. You kiss the wrong man. You kiss the wrong man. You kiss a prayerful man. How many, ask your neighbor, if I kiss you, will I be kissing a prayerful person? Huh? No, ask the person seriously, if I kiss you, will I be kissing a prayerful person? Lift your holy hands. Let's sing that song we were singing. I don't know how to sing it. Where are you? Oh, oh, oh.
Father, we pray concerning our prayer life. Oh, yes. Turn us into sowers of seeds, seeds of prayer of our lives, Lord. No one will have to call us to pray. But Lord, we shall be in your presence and spend hours, times, just praying, trusting you, commending ourselves into your hands, Jesus. Thank you. The Lord thy God in the midst of thee is mighty. May the Lord thy God be in the midst of you and be mighty mighty in your life as you give yourself to prayer thank you
please forgive me no say from the bottom of your heart say Lord Jesus please forgive me for my sins I give my heart I give my life to Jesus Christ I am a sinner I am a bad person I know it please forgive me Lord Jesus make me a new person through the blood of Jesus say thank you Jesus thank you Lord for saving me today I am born again I am a child of God in Jesus name I pray Amen God bless you God bless you all of you who came I want to give you one of my books over here so follow the sign that says follow me and you're going to come and join us right away give him a clap offering give him a clap offering God bless you now take your holy communion whilst you are still standing and the presence of the Lord is here as we stand take eat this is my body which was broken for you drink this is my blood which was shed for you
Whatever is missing, find it. Whatever is missing, find it. Locate it. And take it back. In the name of Jesus, whatever went out of your hand comes back into your hand. In the name of Jesus, whatever you are setting for, I feel the grace of God to find it. Whatever your heart is hunting after, the Lord give it to you now by His blessing and by His power. May your life not be a life of endlessly seeking things that cannot be found. But may you find what you seek by the grace and the power of God. Live long. See your children and your children's children. I said live long. See your children and your children's children. In the name of Jesus. I said live long. See your children and your children's children. I said live long. See your children and your children's God bless you for listening to this message. Visit www.daghewardmills.org today for more audio and video messages, information on upcoming events, and so much more. Make sure you subscribe to this podcast to receive new messages every single day. And remember, God has not given you the spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind.